dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. We just had an amazing round one, opening round of the AFL 2023. Source, how'd you find it? It was it was uh, exhilarating, Pez. It was so good for uh, not only to, to be able to watch all the games, the nine games of the round and you know, the staggered start to, to 90% of the games, except for that Saturday, was great. But then actually going back to the footy, you know, you talked about the $10.50 beers being an issue. <laughs> Tell you what, they were not an issue at all. Yeah. <laughs> not an issue? Yeah. Not an issue, but, but it was great, great for footy back. We had some really great storylines. We had, you know, the, the perfect on Twitter, AFL. They had the top 10 moments of the round, and they were all fantastic. And there were a lot of, you know, returns. There were amazing players, you know, um, big marks, great goals, huge amazing bumps. Marks. There was so much of footy capsulated in, in a round of footy. And some of the biggest bumps that I think I've seen in a while where oh. people left their feet and things like that, tribunals thrown out their things and, and gone from there. That's not our focus here. But uh, the season also started with a draw, which is uh, very rare. Yeah, first time since uh, 2011 that it started with a draw. Uh, so that was uh, exciting. And, you know, it's exciting that it was a draw, but, geez, that was a dismal performance from both teams and an ugly brand of football. And I, you know what, Pez? It's not often after a game of footy that I sit there and go, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, watch another couple of these games if that's the way the brand has changed. But it was not to be. We had an absolute cracker on Friday night. You know, it's definitely the, the game of the season. And then a lot of close encounters after that, comeback stories, you know, big leads. Uh, and we had a couple of thumpings, which you're going to get in uh, yeah. AFL, but you had a, you overall had a, pretty good. You had a couple of adjustments at halftime from some teams and a they lot. really came out in that third quarter. And uh, run-ons were a thing. And I don't think as an AFL club, you should get five plus goals kicked on you in a row in in the span of about 10 minutes. And that happened to a couple of sides on the weekend. So a lot of adjustments to happen during the week from coaches, a, a lot of different things to go on there. So um, we, we put our bets out there. We're, we're <laughs> everywhere. So at Behind the Bound, Twitter, uh, TikTok, been getting a lot of uh, comments and things like that, which is amazing. So uh, continue what, to do that. There's more banter on TikTok than there is in this room. Uh, a couple of uh, keyboard warriors out there throwing a little bit of shade. Oh, I love it. Uh, a couple <laughs> of things and a couple of comments. Uh, X-rated as well. So oh, uh, I know. <laughs> very good to, to listen to it, that. Moved off the, of uh, the holes in the teeth and the holes in our bets <laughs> are what's coming up instead. It's uh, unbelievably good and, and good stuff. So at Behind the Bound there uh, on TikTok, a, a couple of clips will go out each week and uh, you can give us a little bit of banter on there. And uh, it's always easy hindsight. After you you throw out a bet and say you know what that that actually lost so after the bet loses people can come on and, and talk all they want but uh, if you want to uh, disagree with us before the game actually happens uh, <laughs> you get some more credibility as well so you, you definitely there. do and one thing we don't do is we don't go onto Twitter or Instagram and we don't delete these videos they're up there for the world to see we have our accountability built into our spreadsheet. And at the end of the day, we trust our system, we trust our knowledge, and we trust the results that we've had in the last five years. We've been turning around profit, uh, and this this year will be no the same. You know, it's 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 always fun to start off, as you just said. It's it's everyone loves a comeback story. Yeah, well, let's talk about how we started off. A bit of a review. Uh, I had a bet in the first game of the season and I was so excited for the AFL to start. It was Richmond-Carlton. I had Richmond to win 
and over 141 points. That didn't get anywhere near it with uh, a draw being 58 all. So it was only 116 total. So I was way off the pace there. I thought there could have been a lot more scoring in that first quarter, but it wasn't to be. Richmond were one goal four, and Carlton just were bombing it inside 50. So uh, not to be there. Carlton were also in a position to win at the end of the game and just uh, couldn't get it done. 17 seconds left on the clock uh, of that final bounce after Tom Lynch uh, kicked the kicked the goal and made it a 58-all draw. Yeah, good to start off with a draw and uh, disappointing to start off with a win. You would have taken a draw in that one, Pez. It wouldn't have been a loss. Yeah, and uh, interesting enough, the the 1-39 to market, I noticed, you've got 1-39, to you've got 40-plus, and they actually pay on the draw now. You know how they took the draw out of uh, head-to-head, they ML do, betting? Yes. The, the draw's only $19, though, on that, that market. There's five different markets, and the draw's $19, and... Uh, Usually if there's a draw and the, the bookies have that, they clean up on that game. So that's what they did on Thursday night. They definitely would have. It's it's good. You know, the house always wins. If you're looking at uh, roulette, they've got the little zero and the double zero, and that's the AFLs or the sports bets and uh, sports agencies way to do it. So uh, I didn't have a bet in the second game either, did you? We, we head on to the North Melbourne versus West Coast, and I was really, really confident with this one, saying that North Melbourne, the, the minus 0.5 in the first quarter, was an absolute shoe-in, and North Melbourne at the plus 16.5 was, was a guaranteed lock at 2.05. So I walked away with a win but it was a nervous, nervous, nervous first quarter. Yeah, you had, um, <laughs> you had to have a little bit of a comeback. You were there and you were comfortable for a bit and uh, it was just uh, hung on by the, the solitary point. And after that, it was uh, pretty cruisy going because you had that 16 and a half uh, buffer. So uh, nice start with the $2.05 odds and the, the double double and a little bit of your money. Exactly right. And I was feeling pretty good up until about about uh, the third quarter in the next game. I had two bets in this one, Port Adelaide versus Brisbane. I had plus 16.5 and, and the over 162.5 as well as minus 10.5. Pairs, I believe you had a bet in the game as well. Uh, yeah, I was confident in this. I just went at the line, Brisbane minus 1.5. I thought they were a, a good showing. I had Port Adelaide rated down a little bit uh, from where they showed on the weekend. So uh, this game, Port Adelaide dominated early and... Brisbane were able to come back. They led by three goals heading about a minute into that, into half time, And then Port Adelaide kicked a goal right at the end of that second quarter. It was 12 points. And then I listened to the third quarter with optimism and hope. I was confident that Brisbane were going to, you know, just get the job done in that second half. And Port Adelaide just went bang. Seven goals within about, uh, it felt like 10 minutes. It was just the commentary. Brisbane hardly even touched the footy. And uh, led by Jason Horn Francis in that third quarter. Yeah, the Hornets, uh, not wrong about that, Pez, them not touching the footy. They had 100 less possessions than the AFL average from round this round and almost 170 less possessions than Port Adelaide. So they just didn't allow Brisbane to get the pill. And, you know, you're not going to hear us sit here and make excuses. We, we totally misread the game. We totally misread um, Port Adelaide specifically. And uh, I think Brisbane, I guess, still the team that we believe them to be. But off to a slow start. But as we said, you, we maybe read a little bit too much into preseason. Yeah, that, that round one a uh, little hoodoo maybe not not to go against home teams and things like that but uh, we'll read something uh, again in the future and you've got to go with with your reads because that's what's made us money in the past so we lost out on there uh, the next game that I had was the Saturday night Melbourne versus the Bulldogs I gave them a little bit of a head start which they cool. didn't need plus no five and a half and over 147.5 which uh, sailed through quite easily as well so uh, very comfortable win there at a dollar 86 so I'll, I'll take a little bit of profit 
Yeah, you love that one. Uh, I had in the next game the GWS versus Adelaide a loss. Um, this was a, a tale of two halves, uh, Pez, because uh, Adelaide looked all over GWS early. They were they were dominating. You know, GWS had a couple of injuries went down. Bang, bang, bang in the first quarter. No Kelly. You know, you know they had a range of injuries cramping late in the quarter. And then in the second half, they just absolutely dominated and they came over the top and, and ran over the top of Adelaide. So <laughs> it was a disappointing loss, but escape with a, a bonus bet with the sports bet special for the round. But an odd, odd game, um, and I guess a, a real testament to, you know, I, I probably had it wrong in this one, Pez, because I did say that, you know, there was going to be 60 fans, and I think there was only seven fans there. So, like, I misread the no, bet. there was 8,000 and something, according yeah, to the AFL. Bullshit. Where were they hiding? Where were they hiding? <laughs> that fills a third of the capacity of the stadium, apparently. <laughs> there was only the red seats. There was there was over 300,000 at the MCG alone, and then there's eight measly at, uh, that, uh, what is it, what do they call it? Um, Giant Stadium, Giant was it? Stadium? Is it still that? Mm, but sure. Rankine had a, a beautiful debut, except. Uh, he couldn't kick straight and two goals five he was involved in a lot early they kicked four goals nine in the first quarter absolutely dominant uh, but that third quarter was where it's at uh, GWS six goals to only two and then the last quarter five goals to two and GWS run over the top 16 point winners and uh, you would have been really really happy at halftime even a little bit during the third quarter and it was just uh, GWS go Listening to it in the car on the in the last See quarter, and it was just, you know, there, there was Tex Walker gave away this um, weird blocking free kick in the middle of the ground when they were running up, and and that was the end of them. They the GWS piled on another three goals from there, and uh, all over Red Rover. But yep. yeah, head to the MCG on on the Sunday, and it was Hawthorne versus Essendon, the traditional rivals, and uh, Hawthorne put up a little bit of a fight early, but Essendon just went absolutely bang and showed how poor. Hawthorne's list is actually going to be and how poor of a team Hawthorne will be this year. Uh, short favourites now for uh, Wooden Spoon, I would imagine. And Essendon uh, not being, you know, the best list themselves. Jake Stringer wasn't playing, things like that. Uh, had it, but the moment of the day there was uh, Tip and Woody with uh, coming on as the sub and kicking a goal after being away from the game with mental health. So uh, Essendon get a win. They, they sit on top of the ladder. With top the, of the ladder. With the amount that they did. Could make it two weeks in a row with the Gold Coast coming up as well. Yeah, we'll see how they can travel against them. But I had one unit on that. I had Essendon minus three and a half and over 141.5. And that was paying 205. So I'll take that win. And uh, did you have any other bets for the day? Yeah, I, I had a, a, a late punt uh, on Thursday, Wednesday night last week. Uh, St Kilda versus Fremantle. I had Fremantle minus 10.5 and, and the over 143.5 pairs. And I really don't even know what I was doing in this one because the 10.5 should have been a, a pretty easy sort of win. Fremantle were absolutely dismal. And they were playing a Ross Lyons side who, when we talked about it, we said that they were going to play a more offensive uh, brand of footy. And I was excited for that because I thought that they were going to turn it over heaps and it was going to mean there was going to be more scoring and go over the alternate line. But... Yeah, I, was, I should have believed in the Ross Lyon game plan because it was under. I had a mug punter online. He tweeted saying, you know, I loved the bet until I realised it was Ross Lyon. And as soon as he said that, I thought, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I, I really misread that one. So a bit of a stuff up a there. A bit of a um, stuff up there. I looked at my numbers and I don't know what I've done, but I'll wear the loss. So a, a bit of a loss there. Get my money back in a bonus though this week. I can guarantee oh, that. Bonus city this week for you, Sauce. It was four goals in the last quarter. Four goals, one to St Kilda to four behinds for Fremantle. So it was defended well. St Kilda weren't even that efficient with some of their, their players. Some of their players went at 50% efficiency by foot. It was just the way they defended as a team. And I mean, I mean they had two goals, two goals off off fifty meter penalties, and they had a um, five goals in total for the game off just dumb Fremantle turnovers. And yeah, you capitalised on on uh, Frio's mistakes. Can't afford to do that if you're no. Fremantle. You you need that away win. You need that away win against you, a poor side. You're looking to go. You 
aspirations should be top four, yeah. even if people don't believe that. Um, but they should be making the eight at least, and that's that's a costly one that, for a, them a at free, the start. That's of the a year. freebie. You had sixteen of your best twenty-two <laughs> on the injury list. That is a freebie for Fremantle playing a depleted St Kilda away. And we're going to harp on about this, but that's a really disappointing. And they were easily the biggest loser of this weekend. All right, so we'll take what we learned, take that information out. Uh, I staked five units in total source for the for the round. I lost 1.09 units overall. So two bets out of four, that's what I lost with for an ROI of minus 21.8%. So I, I sit a little bit behind the eight ball to start the season and we climb our way back in round two. We do. I staked five units for the round, a profit loss of, well, just a loss really, of minus 2.95 units and an ROI of minus 59%. But luckily, three uh, three bonus bets, which I'm, I'm going to get through those this week and get back on the winner's board. Yeah, well, you better in our bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on on Maxi do you want do you want some as well and I, I said All right, we're straight into the bet slip. Uh, we're going to do the top three specials of uh, the round from our bookmakers. Cyril takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, I, I don't even know if we need to do the top three because there's only one. There's special. only there's <laughs> only one to talk about. It's the sports bet special. They yep. brought it back for round two. I've got my alternate account sorted out this week, so I'll be able to uh, take advantage of that as well. So it is uh, you place a bet has to be two or more legs. Uh, minimum odds of $2, and if it loses, so even if both legs lose, all legs lose, you just get a free shot and you get a free bonus bet back uh, to try and win your stake back or, or try and win whatever you, you'd like back. So that's where you need to be. Uh, that's the special, and I don't even know if we need to go through the others. You probably need to speak about blue bets, you know, the 12-plus special, because if you'd backed that in uh, three of the four games last week, you know, Geelong would have paid out, you would have had Adelaide pay out, and you would have had um, Brisbane. Brisbane pay out as well. So, you know, if you can do that and you don't like it in a little bit of insurance, um, you know, it's a good way to play it. Um, I don't think it's worth doing it. And I had a, a person tweet me during the week about saying that they should just put it on the – uh, put it both ways and put it on the high amount and just hope that they win. But if you, you're thinking a team's going to lead it at half time, you'd be better to look at your plus minus line and get a little bit of insurance rather than stake it for a hopeful of paying out. Oh, because, because their odds are higher, yeah. just go and hope they lead at half time. Exactly right. Do, Prob your, do your plus minus. Probably not the, the way to bet. If you're no. going to bet head to head, you kind of want to bet on who you think will actually win exactly the game right. and then they're more likely to be up at half time anyway. Uh, probably the third one for those of you uh, banned from promos at Sportsbet is you've got a three plus leg same game multi at Ladbrokes. So uh, one loses, you get bonus bet back up to 50 bucks. So uh, you can head there if uh, Sportsbet is that way inclined. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Sportsbet are, are very innovative, isn't it? It's like the third year in a row that they've come up with a new sort of special. They had the uh, lead, at any, lead at first quarter payout. That, that was the best one The ever. best one. They had, they invented basically the three-league same-game multi bonus back, and now yep. they've gone with this one. And it'll be interesting to see what comes after this. 
it's just everyone is going to put their money in with them. So they're, they're smart. They're, do, they're doing their business model. They want people to bet with them. They want to give them the bonus bets back because usually it ends at back up in their pockets anyway. And despite them always having probably the lowest uh, about the odds and if you're looking for, you know, possession-wise, they've basically got all their, their markets for the under and over alternate line suspended uh, yep. of anything, you know, plus 200 or under 99. But anyway, let's get into the Thursday night game pairs and we love Thursday night footy. Carlton Plate taking on Geelong. Both teams have not had a Registered a win for the season. Carlton are the favourites. Oh, sorry, the outsiders at two forty-five. Geelong favourites a dollar fifty-three. The line is minus eleven and a half, and the over/under total game points one sixty-seven and a half. Yeah, uh, the, the big one here is uh, the injury to Tom Stewart. He's going to miss, and uh, Carlton's forward line. You know, they're pretty good because uh, they have the clear advantage down there over the Geelong backmen. I think Radagalia played a little bit uh, back. Uh, down there and took some intercept marks. So I expect took ten him, intercept marks. I expect him to be back there, you know, floating between uh, Big Mackay and Charlie Kerner as well. Carlton, just again, they're in a winning position against Richmond. MCG low scoring game, and they just couldn't close it. Their their inside forward fifty entry last week source was some of the worst I'd seen. It's it's like they were trying to hit the moon before they wanted to give advantage to their forward line, and because because of that, and because of the Radagalia intercept factor, I think that. Geelong's midfield will, you know, take over. I think it will still be a close game and I can't steer anywhere without this sports bet uh, bonus for this week. So I've put a lock in for this week. I've gone Geelong 1-39 to and interestingly enough, by itself on sports bet is $2.12. I add in Geelong ML because I need two legs and the odds go down to two oh five. So I lose seven cents. Uh because I want to have that same game multi insurance, so uh, sports bet a little bit, a little bit sneaky, a little bit clever on their part to be able to do that. So Geelong one to thirty nine and Geelong to win. Obviously, they both happen anyway. If that <laughs> if that happens, so two dollars five, I'll put a unit on that. Yeah, I like this one. Um, I, I totally agree with what you said. I like the. Um uh, with Tom Stewart going out, you're a little bit worried about how they're going to shuffle around the, the ground. They debut Jack Bowes. I think he'll fit nicely into that. Um, but big outs for Carlton. George Hewitt, he was probably one of their best last week. He's out. Um, he's injured. So they're going to have a, another injury. And and no Sam Walsh. Yep. No Sam Walsh either. So, you know, another obviously big part of what uh, Carlton are trying to build down there. Um, I, I, I like Geelong in this one, uh, not because I'm a Geelong supporter. I just think that it hasn't been since um, 2008 eight that the uh, premier reigning premiers have lost the first two 2008 obviously the year after that sorry was um was Hawthorne they're the first team and then they had the decline I don't think Geelong is at that decline I really like Geelong in this one uh I think that realistically they should be sitting about a dollar seventy dollar eighty they played a, a very good brand of football and they just ran out of legs against Collingwood uh, they they controlled a lot of the, the defensive push they had some inside 50s they were able to control the defense I like the matchup of um Geelong's back uh, to be able to combat uh, Carlton's forwards. Um, and what I like about it is my metrics all point to the underpairs. So I've gone a two-leg same-game multi with sports bet. Geelong under, alt, uh, 172.5, and Geelong just the win one unit. That gives me $2.40, uh, and I've locked one unit on that. There you go, both with a bet tomorrow night. So exciting uh, viewing for the start of round two. 
That is right, Pez. All right, speaking of exciting viewing, we head over to the Gabba Friday. Brisbane taking on Melbourne, $1.96 to uh, Outsiders are Brisbane to $1.84. That has come in a little bit, Pez. At the start of the week, you could have got two fifteen for Brisbane. It slid in literally 20 minutes before the uh, show to $2, and now it's down to $1.96. So there is some mail that must be going out there that are making the lines uh, shorten. Uh, uh, minus 1.5 is the line, and the over-under total game points, 170.5, Pez. Brisbane, they were absolutely terrible last week. We spoke about how we misread Port Adelaide. We both said that Melbourne were going to win. They did in easy fashion. Can Brisbane bounce back after last week? Well, this is the thing, and it's a it's a real unknown at the moment. But Friday night, absolutely massive game. Brisbane let down their fans something shocking last week, uh, especially in that second half. And as I said before, no AFL team should let five-plus goals in a row go, especially seven on your head. You need to make adjustments and players need to do that on the field. I think the effort needs to be there because Melbourne mids, if you watched on Saturday night source, they, the defensive running and the effort that they put in to stop the Bulldogs was uh, next to nothing. They should be a top four team this, this year. They really, really impressed me with the way they ran when they didn't have the footy and Brisbane were quite the opposite last week. Uh, Melbourne have taken care of Richmond in the last five games at four different grounds. Uh, if you don't mind. So including Metricon Stadium during those COVID years and things, there's some floggings in there and Melbourne actually uh, tore Brisbane up last last year at the G as well. Uh, Brisbane need to, to bring some heat and some heart if they want to compete in this game. Yes, they can win it. They are the home team, so I'm not going to bet against them. I'm going to leave this game alone. Uh, I'm just going to watch uh, for the effort of those Brisbane midfielders because they need to run both ways and they need to run without the footy. Yeah, it's it's. There's no reason for you to look at the the analytics from last week, and you, there's any way that you can tip Brisbane in this. You know, the, all the stats uh, across the the comparison for the season that they lose. You know, the only thing that they they win was meters for, for, for slash disposal, which was nineteen point eight, and the goal accuracy was at seventy three percent, which is fantastic. But not when you only have uh, forty inside fifties. So you look at Melbourne in comparison, who dominated Western Bulldogs. All your stats are going to point to Melbourne in this one. But Pez, you know, we spoke at the preseason. We spoke about Brisbane. We spoke about them being a fort- you know, building a fortress at the Gabba. You know, they've won thirty nine of the over the last four years, uh, the last three years in um, sorry, thirty nine of the last two years in um, in uh, the Gabba. Um, they are an absolute dominant side there. They, they're not going to be losing two in a row here. They'll address a lot of those um, the deficits they had last week. I'm locking in Pez oh. for two units, and I am backing my numbers. Brisbane will bounce back in this one. I have gone Brisbane, the straight-up win, and the under 198.5. I have this game being you know, about 170. The bookies have it about 182, and I'm, I, I like this. So two units with sports bet. Two. $2.15. I am Double- bouncing back and doubling up from last <laughs> doubling week. Doubling down. If Brisbane let Source down again, watch him cross him off, off his list, off the radar. He is very, very confident. So uh, if that if that little clip there makes it on TikTok <laughs> as their source, you could be copying some heat this I week. I will be copying some heat, I'm sure, just like I did last week. But if I think Pez, you know, it's quite often what what uh, people do sometimes is they have round one reactions and they just jump off teams. You know, there's anomalies along the way there. You look at the last couple of years, if we jumped off Geelong last year when they lost to Adelaide in round one, well, there's a completely different story, isn't it? But you, you got to back the numbers. Brisbane at home is a good side. Melbourne came out firing, but was that more that Western Bulldogs played poorly or Melbourne are going to be that good? We don't know. The bookies don't know because they've got it a basically a break-even game. I like the value with the home team. 
<laughs> you take it, take it or leave it. And you, <laughs> you come to the probably the fans with the loudest voice uh, in Collingwood next. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of loudest voice, we didn't get to speak about this in moments. One of the best moments from the the actual live football game was Ollie Henry <laughs> running into an open goal and getting tackled from uh, Darcy Moore and getting yep. absolutely smashed to the floor and the Collingwood chair goes out. But what was even better, Piers, was that he kicks it Literally straight to Geelong And the banter from the crowd (laughs) Was amazing I heard blokes yelling out That's why we got rid of you It's like You tried everything in your power To keep him And then I heard some Geelong blokes Yell back You know Oh that's you know Act like you've tackled before He's a second year player (laughs) And you're like what? And then, you know, one guy stood up and turned around and was clapping. He's like, absolute theatre, absolute theatre. <laughs> and, and it was, Pez. That was one of the best moments it of, of the round. The atmosphere you, hear, you <laughs> feel from the TV is even it was incredible. And you're watching him and you're watching him go in and you're like, oh. kick the bloody ball. I'm sitting Henry. right behind what him and I'm like, seeing him coming. I'm like, kick it, kick it, kick it. Sounded like every, you know, 1980s supporter. Yes. Kick the yes. bloody thing. <laughs> But it was, uh, yeah, fantastic. But anyway, the, the noise will be bought in this one. Collingwood versus somewhat of a building arch rival with the prison bar discussion coming up again. And reckon they'll wear it this week against them? <laughs> they've allowed them to wear it in their showdown. Next, uh, I think it's next week against Adelaide. But Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide. Collingwood are favourites at $1.54. Port Adelaide outsiders two fifty minus ten and a half is the line, plus one seventy and a half the over-under pairs. Yeah, uh, Collingwood, they just need to be able to capitalise here. They beat the reigning premiers. There's a lot of hype around Collingwood now, and uh, they just need to beat Port Adelaide at home. It's as simple as that. Ken Hinckley actually impressed me with what he did. I didn't think he was going to play his young midfield, which he did. Zach Butters in the middle. Jason Horn francis ran through there, and he didn't just go same old, which he's done over the last three years. He actually changed something up, and they were able to towel a a midfield which finished in the top four last year in Brisbane Lions. So um, they showed speed and their forward line functioned well, uh, but there was no fight from the Lions. We've got Darcy Moore down there who will help. Jeremy Howe with the the broken arm or the very horrific... Broken arm. Horrific injury, but they didn't even show it, a, a replay on the TV, which is shows you how bad it is because they've shown some horrible things in, in replays on TV before. But he, he's going to you know sit in front of those Port Adelaide forwards and I don't think they're going to get the the ball as easily as they did last week where there was a few traffic cones for the for the Lions defense. So I'll watch this game for interest. Uh, I think the Pies weakness is actually going to be in the ruck. Uh, and it might be weird saying that, but Lysette will, will come over and I think he'll have a, a dominant uh, time in the ruck, depending if he can get those hitouts to advantage, though, and uh, advantage his, his midfield. And they've just got to kick it, not away from Darcy Moore, but they've got to be accurate when going forward. So I'm going to leave this game alone, uh, watching with interest on Saturday and uh, Collingwood, for the, for the fans' sake, they just need to win this game. It'll be a really interesting one, this one, I think, Pez. Uh, we'll learn a lot about both sides. You know, is Collingwood going to be that side that they believe in and they, they were last year, winning those close games and slowly progressing to a you know, top four side? Or is the Port Adelaide side that beat Brisbane, are, are they on their bounce back here? They seem to be doing this thing where they're one year good, one year poor, one year good. And they really have to, for, as you said, for Hinkley's State, They've got the inclusion of Hornet um, going into that in their midfield. You know, Rosie looks like he's an absolute star. Ollie, Wine, Ollie yeah. Wines was back to his best last week. They didn't even have Boke and they absolutely dominated. If they can bring that intensity and they can bring that, um, as you said, that dominance in the ruck and be able to control the pill, 
They'll trouble, they'll trouble Collingwood because they are a fast-paced side. They do like to pump it in there lots. Um, Charlie Dixon had, you know, the most inside marks last week in the whole competition. He, he looked fighting for them, and I don't know how they're going to be able to stop him. Geelong were very, you know, they were very efficient in there when, when they got it into that forward line, and every time they got it into that forward line, they basically scored. The problem was that they weren't getting it in there. I don't know if the Collingwood defence will be able to stick up to the Port Adelaide. I'm leaning towards Port Adelaide at the value, but again, I'm going to leave this game. Jeez, you're just you're just going against all all the people on uh, TikTok, mate. Oh, They're I'm, going to be all no, over you. Pez, I'm, I'm not taking a bet here. But if, if if I'm looking at, I see this game as a very even sort of game. A dollar ninety both ways. My odds have it. So why wouldn't you go with the outsider? But I'm going to lean towards the outsider. No bet, very clearly, Pez. And stop <laughs> stop throwing me under with TikTok. No, <laughs> we've just you know it's a, it's a new thing up behind the bound over there. If you want to follow <laughs> along, and uh, it's just very interesting interesting viewing. So well, uh, I can give you the next one, Pez. I'm definitely on the, the favourite in the next game. We talk about the Adelaide versus Richmond game. Adelaide outsiders two thirty five, and I won't be tipping them, Pez. Just give you the heads up. Uh, Richmond a dollar sixty eight and a half is. The line over under 173 and a half pairs. I've already told you basically where I'm hidden. Tell me where you're hidden. Yeah, well, this is a very similar position where they played last year. They played last year in round five at Adelaide Oval and uh, the Crows took Richmond down by 19 points uh, in the end here. And I, I understand last week the Crows, they played in uh, horrific uh, heat. 35 degrees, uh, if you will, and they're travelling back. So what effect will that have on them as well? I think the Tigers not winning last week and not stealing a victory really makes them hungrier to actually come out and really focus this week, travel away as a team together and and try and get the win Saturday afternoon at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, The Tigers are very dangerous. I expect their ball used to be a lot better and lower their eyes a little bit and and not bomb it forward, uh, especially Taranto, who... You know, got a lot of the pill and Hopper got a little bit of the pill, but their kicking was just a little bit off. So they'll be better better for the week. I'm going to lock in a, a bet here with Sports Bet's bonus special. I just wanted to go Richmond at the line, minus eight and a half. I think they're going to win comfortably by three plus goals. And I had to add something else to get it to that $2. So I've just put the three quarter time leader. Oh, uh, three quarter. Any any metrics behind or just? No, just, just to lead at three quarter time because if they are going to win by nine points, they should have the lead at three-quarter time. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be trailing by eight points and then come out and, and uh, dominate the, the yep. second quarter, especially for the line. So to back up my line bet, uh, just lead at three-quarter time. Doesn't matter by a score. There's no line attached to it. It's an even $2. And uh, if it loses, obviously, you get your, your bonus back with sports bet. So one unit on that as well. Yeah, like that one. Uh, I totally agree with you. I think the Richmond are going to be too hungry for this one. You look last week when they played Carlton, and, and Carlton really, really, um, they escaped with a draw last week because they, they were pretty poor into that fourth quarter. Richmond should have won. They, they, they worked last week at 27% inside their 50 efficiency. And just, just for some um, scope on that, the league average is about 50%. Carlton went at 40% last week and they escaped with a draw. There's no way Richmond do that. They stuff around with that in their forward line this week. They'll come out and they'll fire. I think the odds should be about $1.40 in this one, Pez. So I'm getting 20 cents at $1.60. I love that. Um, so what I've gone is I've gone a two-league same-game multi with sports bet for the insurance. I think that Richmond take the win straight up on the nose. And I've gone the under 173.5. I have this game sitting really low. I think that Richmond will, will, will go back to their defensive structures. And Adelaide will be quite conservative.
conservative. We saw last week that they, they got a little bit reckless when they were going forward and they rushed a lot of things and they turned over and got scored against quickly. So I think both teams sort of shut this down. Richmond to try and build a nice, uh, nice you know, build to go back to their system and Adelaide to try and make sure that they play a bit conservative and don't get blown out. That gives me odds of 287 oh. and I've put one of my bonus units on that one, Pez, from okay. last week. So so bonus bets, obviously, for, for the listeners. You don't get your stake back, but you do get uh, what whatever the odds are. So your stake multiplied by whatever the odds are and then minus your stake yep. back as well. So we'll calculate that in the spreadsheet. It'll be there ready to go. And what I've done with the bonus bets, pairs, all my bonus bets, I've tried to make it so that I at least return my unit and a little bit extra. So I'm not putting anything down where I'm, I'm going to lose from last week because yep. if, I, if I'm going to lose a percentage, to me, I might as well not put the bet down. I might as well leave it as a loss last week. Let the bonus bet burn. So you've got to try and win back your money. So you've got to try and get over those $2 odds uh, and not just go for guarantees because that's where they get you actually. So, oh, there you go. It's a, it's a free ride for you, and that's how you're going to use yours. Everyone can decide how they're going to use the, theirs as well. Exactly right. Uh, Saturday night, we go on to the Western Bulldogs taking on St Kilda. Your team, $1.47 favourites are the Doggies, 270 outsiders, the Saints. Minus 12.5 is the line. Over under 162.5 pairs, and it's not even the lowest line of the of all the games here, but St Kilda play a slow and a low brand of footy with Ross Lyon back there, pairs. Are uh, you leaning the under in this one? Definitely. Uh, you you can read me like a book after watching uh, Ross, oh, Ross Lyons. Uh, you loved it, Pez. You loved going back those glory days. I, I don't mind. If it's your team and the football isn't the highest of quality, uh, where have we been the last three seasons? We've we've been trying to play high-speed attacking footy. We have, haven't turned the ball over all the time. You're losing by five-plus goals. It's not fun as a P- fan. Possession footy you love, do you? Oh, Low-scoring footy, if we've got an opportunity to win, I love it. especially with the amount of players that the Saints were missing on the oh, weekend. Pez. Yeah, you get around Ross Lyon because he is after role players. And there's a couple of players, especially Jade Gresham, he does a couple of silly things sometimes, a little bit selfish, doesn't lower the eyes, you know, get the player in the best position. You have to do that. He will highlight that straight away, first thing Monday morning. And if he doesn't do it, he'll be playing twos footy. Uh, it doesn't matter. He'll bring cool. someone else in uh, to do that role. So I'm leaning towards the under. I don't know how the Bulldogs, you know, will go with scoring. It isn't Marvel Stadium, which it was last Sunday as well. But Aaron Norton has given the Saints a little bit of trouble in recent times. So the Saints need to play that team defense, keep the ball out of him. He's taken a couple of good pack marks last week. And uh, no bet, no lock or anything. I'm leaning the under. I'm going to see how that line plays out and uh, see if I lock anything in later in the weekend. Yeah, it's it's a really tough this one because you ask the question, you're like, were St Kilda that much better with a, a defensive structure in place and, you know, utilise... I mean, it's obvious that a structure has been put in place there. Or were Fremantle that poor that they allowed um, St Kilda to just be in the game? Uh, then again, you look on the Western Bulldogs side, their, their experiment of the four tall structures were, were fine because they controlled the air, but... They weren't aggressive enough. That didn't really work. I, you know, they'll be without. Um, sorry, they won't be without anyone. That was the other way around. Bailey Smith got uh, knocked out. Sorry, but he will still be playing. Well, they'll be without Lob, possibly. Yeah, the big recruit Lob, exactly right. Um, but it, it, I, it's about who you trust more in this one. And I don't trust either sides because I don't know what St Kilda are. And the Western Bulldogs, I think they're poorly coached. And you'll hear me say that all year round. Um, I'd probably lean towards the the Western Bulldogs. Maybe the line at twelve and a half. Uh, because if they do get a hold of St Kilda, then, then they could get away with it. They've covered uh, eight of the last nine lines, whereas St Kilda has failed in the last ten to, to cover uh, an actual line there. So that's where I'd probably be leaning. Uh, of course, the under. You hit the under hard with a Ross Lyon side. 
Uh, but for me, it's, it's a leave. So learned your lesson from last week, but still going with the with the line, a couple of goal line against uh, Ross Lyons Saints there. I, I'm leaning towards, let's be clear cool about this, Pez, because uh, I, I got uh, clipped up on TikTok the other day um, saying some stuff and people thought we'd bet stuff and I hadn't actually put a bet down. <laughs> I was just analysing where there could be some possible value. But, yeah, but sometimes you've got to feed that and uh, there's a Collingwood video out there where we speak about them missing <laughs> finals and it might be... A deliberate ploy to get people to watch oh. and watch and comment. So there you what, go. If, if uh, one way to hurt your feelings very quickly is to, to jump on <laughs> social media, tell you that much. <laughs> Bloody hell! All right, let's get on to the other Saturday night match, an absolute blockbuster. Fremantle taking on North Melbourne. We head over to SBS Stadium. Pairs a dollar seventeen favourites are the Dockers. Five dollars ten outsiders. North Melbourne minus twenty nine and a half. Pairs is the line. Over under one fifty seven and a half pairs. Two in a row for North Melbourne. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Uh Sheasel, Brownlow Medal. Uh get get around get him. Around get around him. him. Tell you what, just quickly, he came in absolutely unbelievable for odds. Preseason you could have got him seventeen dollars for the rising star. He's come into about three thirty five. So oh, loving that. Uh, probably second favourite there. He uh, still is behind, behind Ashcroft. Ashcroft. <laughs> um but yes, Sheasel played a good game of thirty four disposals. But one player that really impresses me. Uh, Davis Uniac, he's poised. Has he, got, has he been unlocked? Oh. He's poised. He, he can spin out of trouble. I know he's only playing against West Coast, but they've got some senior players still there. And just the way he was getting the ball inside 50, he, he found space, was able to kick a goal, and uh, he just really did impress me. The the Ruckman there, Zeri, got... Uh, you know, injured yeah. early on. He disappointed. He's had a rough, rough drop. Yeah, they were still able to find a way to win, but you'd say Goldstein probably comes back in this week to to play against Darcy and uh, Jackson, who was disappointing in his Fremantle debut uh, last week as well. So Fremantle, really low odds, uh, which they deserve to be playing at home. North Melbourne, I think if we shorten the quarters down to 16 minutes, uh, they'd be in with a with a shot to have a chance to to win the game. But I think at the moment with North Melbourne's list and how they travel, we saw it on the weekend on Saturday where West Coast came back. Uh, their fitness, I don't think is up to it for a full game of, you know, 120 minutes. So North might compete with Fremantle for a little bit, but it won't be for the whole 120 minutes and Fremantle will come away with the win. Odds are too low. I don't love the line there for me at the moment. So I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, I think that's a good call, Pez. Um <laughs> Fremantle, they need to bounce back. They need to be responsive, but they're a defensive-minded team. So the way that they 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 respond is what they're going to lock the game down even more. Um, Fremantle at home, you think it's an easy win? I think the line is way too high, sitting about twenty nine and a half for a team that really struggles to score at the best of times against a young and up and coming side. I can't see them blowing it out, so I don't love that. I, you know, the under that the the bookies are all over the under, so I, I don't love that. Realistically, this is an absolute leave for this one, Pez, and uh, I, I will, probably won't even change across the channel to, to watch it during the game because I don't think it's expecting to, to be a good viewing uh, experience. Yeah, you know, one thing uh, that you could bet on in this game is the disposal markets, and we love disposal markets love here behind disposals. the boundary, but it's a hard thing because when we record the podcast source, so it's a Wednesday night, it's the day before the round, but it's you know, three days before Saturday, it's four days before Sunday. And the, the bookies don't really have many markets out. They've got disposal markets out for tomorrow night's game and some for Friday night games. But on the weekend, they haven't they haven't put them out yet. So we can't have a look at them yet. But if we see something you like, Source, 
We'll throw it out on Twitter at Behind the Bound and we'll pop that into our spreadsheet if we see something we really love. Yeah, and this is this is really where you are trying to take advantage of the bookies because disposal markets early on and goal markets early on is where you can find some absolute value before the bookies shut it down, man. They, they shut it down. You know, if you're looking for some value, be wary of rookies. Okay, let's be really clear. You know, Harry Sheasel at the moment is sitting $1.23 to get 20 or more. But last week, no one knew who he was. This week, he's going to probably either be not tagged out of the game, but, the, the, you know, the defensive-minded side, 25 is $1.99. So be very careful about just jumping in on a one-game small sample size. I'm going to talk about this in the next game, but look look for different aspects where you can get some value. Look at the center clearances. Look at where, you know, inside 50 counts. Look at game-style plays, mismatches, rather than just, oh, they got 25 last week. They're sitting a dollar this week. They're must going to get them again. Yeah. That's where you can get sucked in. The other thing is definitely be aware of, you know, the 15 plus and the 20 plus disposals. They don't put players in there for a reason. They leave some yeah. out. And the odds have been absolutely crunched over the last three years. I remember three years ago, you could get a dollar twenty plus for the best player on the field yeah. to have 15 disposals. And it was a money-making machine. These days, you've got to be very selective and very picky. And you might not find a same-game multi with disposal markets on the day in a game. So just be wary of the odds. They are quite low. And make sure you find some value before you put something down. Exactly right. I think there's more value in the um, individual player over-unders for dis- uh, disposals rather than trying to pick the the locked markets at the five uh, five disposal intervals. Anyway, let's get on to the Sunday matchups. Pez, Sydney taking on Hawthorne. eight favourites are the Swans, the shortest odds after their impressive win last week against Gold Coast. Hawthorne, $8 outsiders, minus 39.5 is the line. I think that's really low for a eight favourite. And over under, 164.5 pairs. Hawthorne were terrible. Sydney were amazing. They definitely um, bumped up my power rankings after their performance. How do they fare against the you know the wooden spoon favourites? Well, Sydney, the game was over very early against Gold Coast and they weren't even that accurate in front of goal. They could have been up by 10 goals at quarter time with the, the way they were playing Sydney and they were super, super impressive. Uh, I'm just going to lock something in really early because right. against Hawthorne here, you're not going to get this line against decent sides later in the year because the line's going to get out to, to 10 plus goals. Uh, so mark my words later on when they play, you know, a top side like a Melbourne or a Brisbane, the line will be around 60 points. Yep. So minus 39 and a half is an absolute bargain here. I'm going to lock it in and I'm also putting Chad Warner in there for 20 plus disposals just to boost it up. Um, to that $2 mark. He had 30 last week. He he loves it in the middle and he gets his handballs. He, he uses a footy as well. Um, so minus 39, Chad Warner, 20 plus disposals, two bucks, sports bet. I'll uh, I'll take it. Yeah, Piers, I, I like that because uh, mine is under a very, very, very similar sort of rain, Piers. I've gone uh, two league same game multi. I love um, Sydney in this one. I think that, that it's an absolute lock. I love the dollar eight because it is enough to be able to bump up the odds. But I love the 39 and a half too. And I just sort of, as you were talking then, flicked it through, decided not to put it in. But you are correct. I love that that point there that you're not going to get. If Sydney is a top four side and they play North Melbourne, West Coast, you know, Essendon later in the year, that's sitting at 50 and a half. Your round two, small sample size, 39.5, absolutely eat that up because they should absolutely pulverise the Hawks who, who don't want to win. What I've gone with is my second leg is I've gone Errol Goulding with 25 disposals. Last week he got 24. He, him on his own is sitting at $2.15 and I think it's value because last year he averaged three centre um, bounce attendees, like he would go there you know, three times a game and he averaged 19 disposals. On the weekend he had 14 and only played 78% of the game. 
14 centre bounce. 14 centre bounce that he attended. He got 24 last week, and the bookies haven't adjusted it. He had 35 in the preseason the week before that, and their intra-club game, he had 30. He's going to be playing more in that middle. They want him to use the footy. He is absolutely unbelievable. Jump on this before it adjusts. 25 plus, and it gets you $2.15 on the own. I've put my bonus on it at $2.20. So to put you on the spot there, what is he for 20 plus? Do you, do you have that? Info with you? Yep, I can get that up right now. For 20 plus, he is looking at $1.42, which is even better value too. Wow. Hey, there you go. So you can you pop that in with Sydney's line. Uh, you have a nice little bet there. Well, I really, I've really i only done it for the $2 trying to get over that yeah. uh, that mark. And I think that with the all, free hit as all well. the metrics sort of hit there. And I, I think he'll be able to do that, uh, especially with Sydney really leaning into adjusting and looking for the going back to the well with of youth, trying to find some more players because what they did in the grand final they realise it wasn't enough and they need to be able to create something different. So I like that bet and I think it's a lot of value to be had early on with disposals. Yeah, we'll see if it comes to fruition. All right, we will, Pez. Next we go on to the Essendon taking on... Who are they taking the on, Gold Pez? Coast, they mate. Gold Coast. I've just... As you pulled me up on the... Um, oh, you changed... I, well, I changed the screen and I forgot that I have a job to do, but I love Essendon on taking on the Gold Coast at all a 53, 252 outsiders, the Suns, minus 10 and a half. Uh, the Bombers' favourite, 171 and a half is the line. Everyone will be all over the, uh, the Bombers here. Top of the ladder, two in a row. Here comes that finals drought to be broken, Pez. Yeah, well, if you like the Bombers uh, and you think they're going to win quite easily, there is a, a great price there at a dollar fifty-three. Ten and a half's a good line too. If you're if you're that way inclined, but um, this one for me, oh, I can't trust the Bombers. They played a Hawthorne side who were absolutely absolutely decimated their own list because they want to get draft picks, and uh, that's going to happen. Gold Coast didn't impress at all, and watching Gold Coast again on the weekend source, I just thought. Who are their top 10 players? Like, who who is there? Like, you've got Jared Witts and Took Miller at the top with, uh, I don't know, Swallows still there roaming around, but they've lost a lot of talent over the years and I just don't think that those younger players really step up to be in that, that top 10 and their bottom six is just fringe city. So uh, I can't trust the Gold Coast to do anything. They're playing at Marvel Stadium, which uh, we don't know who it's going to suit either. Essendon, if they're serious about doing anything they should try and get the win here and I'll, I might tip them in in my competitions but I'll, I'm definitely leaving this game alone because I've got these two sides uh, very similarly uh, ranked at the start of the year and uh, Stringer should be back for SNM which will help their their forward structure but uh, just stay away from me. I mean, historically, these are the ones Essendon lose. <laughs> you know, these are the ones historically that in the last probably six years have really frustrated Essendon fans because they're playing a bottom. They're playing a bottom side. Who, as you said, you can't pick who their top ten players. You can't pick who their top fifteen players are. They're travelling interstate. They're at a home ground. Everything is in Essendon's favour, and they'll come out and drop an egg. And that's why I'm leaving this one um, completely alone. I mean, I guess if Essendon, the sample size we saw last week, if they're going to be that, you know, that what seven to. 14 team that they're aiming to be, then yeah, they should thump the Gold Coast and minus 10, you snap that up. But I can't trust Essendon at all. Round two, top of the tables, they're talking. 
no chance am I touching this game, am I leaning anything? That is an absolute leave, Pez. Yeah, so not even later in the weekend you might be nope. tempted by anything? Nope. Oh, there we go. Sunday I will be packed up uh, just counting the green pennies from all my wins, Pez. Oh, does that mean the next game might be a leave, the West Coast and GWS? No, because I've already locked <laughs> that one in for a guaranteed profit. <laughs> all right, let's get into the West Coast. Guaranteed. GWS. Uh, $2.05 outsiders are the West Coast Eagles. $1.80 favourites are the GWS Giants. Minus 2.5 is the line. The over under 165 and a half pairs. Who's going to win this one? Last game of the round. That 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 grave, great graveyard uh, shift. Sunday night as you're you know prepping all your work for the week. You know that late night having a little bit of slapdash dinner. Footy's on in the background. It's a great time slot. Oh, six twenty. I yeah, love it. Dinner, dinner just finishes. Uh, other people might not like it, and the, the wives around who are. You know, but the the What's blokes. The other, another show that's on, like you know, Better Homes and Gardens or Mavs or one of those crap <laughs> Sunday night better, things. The block, better the block homes and gardens is usually on Friday night, isn't it? Before the footy, but uh, we're not. So see my associations <laughs> with, with with TV. I'm like, is it before the footy? Is it late night news? What do you mean TV? It's <laughs> just footy. That's Day-o. that's all that is on. Um, but. This is a hard one, and the bookies don't know who it's going to be either. They've put Jetty versus favourites just because, you know, they had a win last week. But we said it with Adelaide before. They're travelling after playing in heavy heat uh, on the Sunday. West Coast are going to be back in front of their fans after being embarrassed by North Melbourne. Are those premiership players and older statesmen on that list actually going to stand up and stand for something for that West Coast jumper? Because if not, they, they might as well just pack up and leave and uh, retire because they got their premiership in 2018. Now, that's five years ago. You, you've got to stand for something. You've got to put some heart into it. You're playing at home now. You've sooked the last four years <laughs> going and travelling to the Gold Coast and, and travelling away from home. Yeah, Been an absolutely horrible side. Are they going to show anything? They've got the talent there. Jedrias do as well. Might be a few injuries. We'll wait and see the team list for this one. Uh, but just leaving at the moment, I don't even have a lean because I do want to see who both sides are putting on the park. I mean, automatically, I think GWS won this game last week because they were halfway through a game. They had Perriman go down in the first quarter, Lockie Whitfield and Josh Kelly. You know, they're, they're all out. They're all going to probably be out for this game. So it, it, it's one of those things that they're not going to have the, the players there. West Coast, as we've spoken about early on in the year, they're a team that they, they're rebuilding but they don't want to rebuild. So this is one of those wins that they can go home. They're in front of their, their fans. Flying Ryan, he looked absolutely amazing against um, North Melbourne. He would have a chance to return home, sh- you know, sh- um, shake and bake, do some more selling, some candy, kick a couple of nice goals. I actually really like the West Coast Eagles in this one. Again, when you, you give me a dollar ninety, you know, an even coin flip, and one team sits about two dollars, and then I can put it into a same game multi with a free hit and insurance. Why wouldn't I? So what it allows me to do, Pez, I've got my last bonus unit on this one. West Coast plus twenty and a half. I think if they, I think actually think they win the game. But if they lose the game, they're not getting blown out. There's no way GWS can blow them out. You know. Um, Toby Green's not going to have another 13 shots on goal like he did last week. The West Coast defence is a little bit better than North Melbourne's. And I've gone the under 165.5 because I just don't see where anyone kicks their goals from. Um, on the bigger ground as well. So that gives me a bonus unit, uh, $2.40, and I've locked that in. Yeah, well, you can lock that in for a loss as well uh, anyway. But <laughs> the other Green as well, he played an absolutely standout Tom game. Green. Like he was really good in the, in the first half, Tom Green, and then continued it into the second half when they made their comeback. So... We'll see how both these sides sit at the end of it. We will, Pez. All right, let's get into our cheekies for, for the round two. Cheeky. Yeah, take it away. 
I will take it away. So we talked, spoke last week about how we, we're not really going to be putting any money down on our, uh, I guess, our cheekies per se, but we are still going to go through a multi every week and a possibly $5 value cheeky. So, Pez, I can see you frantically getting over there and trying to get a $5 up there. Put, so Putting something together. <laughs> putting something together, so I'll take my time. I've gone a three-league same-game multi. I think that if uh, – I don't think that this is the right play if you're having a punt because there are no specials out there and one of those bets loses, you lose all your value. I've gone with the three winners that we spoke about, Pez, Geelong, Richmond, and Sydney. Oh. I've locked all those in. A dollar, a two seventy four. It gets me, and I think that is a three leg same game multi. That if you're going to throw your money down, it's not very cheeky. It doesn't need to be a cheeky. It just needs to be the multi, Pez. Okay. You're providing the value in the cheeky. Well, uh, so two seventy four punters. That's where you can get your multi this week. Yeah. Well, here's, here's my uh, little cheeky, and the reason I'm not putting it down is because you're just risking more units because I'm going to have these down in some way, shape, or form as a single anyway. So. I've got Geelong to win uh, at $1.60. I didn't put the, the 1 to 39. I've got Richmond, uh, minus 8.5 uh, there. And I've got Sydney, which has already gone out source since I put it on, minus 40.5 now. Uh, it sits at $1.91 there. But altogether, it gives me $5.71. Bet365 because you get the multi uh, multiplier on uh, with 7.5% boost. Uh, and uh, take that little multi. Uh, for you. I don't know if it's good or bad, Pez, but we don't talk about our bets, but we seem to be aligning a lot. So that multi yeah. is basically identical. That's why, that's why I had a little chuckle. When <laughs> is you that what you're saying? Teams. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, now, we do need to address our uh, the, the elephant in the room, Pez, uh, the elephant that couldn't get past the first uh, first run on the ladder last yeah. week. Yeah, what what was, happened um, there? It was quite disappointing. We had our eggs in one basket with Brisbane Lions. We were right to give them a, a lead of three goals. We should and have it, just done the half time. It was it was not <laughs> enough. Uh, it, it might be something for the future, but the overs got up in that game and in the Melbourne Bulldogs game, the under 203 happened and the plus 27.5 happened really easily for Melbourne. So uh, we're there and thereabouts. The best best thing about the 10K ladder challenge is you, you go out, you lose 10 bucks. So 10 bucks is gone. Uh, we'll, we'll try and get that back through our next ladder challenge. Not try, Pez. We, we'll bounce back. This, I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> we're, we're Brisbane this week. We're Geelong this week. We're Richmond. We will bounce back. Tell the viewers how they can jump on our round two 10K ladder challenge by round 12 this time. <laughs> Not round 11. We'll have 10K. What's our, what's our, first, well, those, uh, our those, first slash second leg? Those listening to the, the ladder challenge, here is our ladder challenge. And this is the bet we'll get on for round two. We're very confident in Richmond. So we've gone Richmond head-to-head at $1.60. And we've combined that with an alternate under in the Western Bulldogs St Kilda game. Under 184.5. So it sits at 162.5 from the bookies. So we've boosted that up 22 points. Go on the under. By itself, it gets $1.26. But together, it's $2.07 if you boost it on Neds. So we'll put the $10 on that. We'll return $20.70 and we'll roll it into round three. Yeah, it's, it's always good to get the, the, the poor performance out early, Pez, and come back the second week. Bang, get our eye in. And now we know that that's guaranteed that one. I like that one. <laughs> Get around the 10K ladder challenge. And uh, if you if you didn't like uh, having that little loss last week, you do your own little challenge, send it in, and we'll, we'll have a look at yours. Yeah, we had a lot of bets sent through, Pez, and none that were any good, but uh, 
Why, did you send bets to yourself or something? You accidentally airdropped it to your computer. a little bit rough. There's no need for that. But make sure you jump on all of the good podcast providers. Tell your friends about us. Give us five stars and chuck us some feedback in there. Talk about how great the show is or how poor the show is, what we need to improve on. It helps other punters to be able to find us. You know, when you search AFL bets in podcast, we're sitting about number seven at the moment. So we can, you know, help everyone else by sharing the page, hitting five stars and making sure you leave a comment for us. Yeah, loving all the comments on TikTok, so keep them coming <laughs> uh, at Behind the Bound everywhere. Uh, best of luck with your bets this week. Round two, big, huge round of footy coming up. I've been Pez. Peace out. I'm still Source. We'll catch up next time, guys.